0: Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. And Mindful Mama, we know that you When you're thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark-Fields Mindfulness Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and take family and life to a new level of awakening. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years, and I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course. And I'm the mom of two girls, ages six and nine, but not for long. Oh my gosh, the birthdays are coming. We are right around my daughter's birthday season. Their birthdays are less than a week apart. And oh my gosh, my oldest daughter is going to be 10 soon. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. It's so old. It's crazy. And my youngest is going to be seven less than a week after that. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for being here, and I'm so grateful that you're here and that we get to spend this time together. I I thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Mama podcast. If you're leaving a review, if you are subscribing on whatever you listen to, Stitcher, iTunes, thank you, thank you so, so much. It really makes a huge difference. I'm really, really grateful for that. This podcast is a solo podcast where I'm going to talk about the two things that parents actually really need and not the things that we think we need. So uh, they might be the things that surprise you, I don't know, maybe not. But this episode is um, is in, we are, uh, <laughs> let me spit this out people. <laughs> Mindful Parenting, the course for this spring 2017, uh, enrollment is open, is going to be closing really soon on March 2nd, so if you're listening to this when this comes out. If you are not, hey, welcome, I'm so glad you're here, but anyway, if you're listening when this come out, comes out, Mindful Parenting is open for enrollment now. and. This podcast today, I'm going to talk a little bit about these two things that are so essential that we really go deep into in Mindful Parenting. Um, But anyway, the Mindful Parenting course, if you want to peek at it early, is mindfulparentingcourse.com. So check it out. So anyway, so what are these two things, right? The surprising two things that parents really need. Um, when I was a new parent, I spent a lot of time focused on getting the right things for this new parenting role, the baby carrier, oh my God, I love my ergo, the stroller, the co-sleeper, the right toys, all that stuff, right? And like many of us, I had kind of subconsciously, I guess, bought into this idea that if I had the right stuff, I'd be ready. You know, for me, it was like I was in this the, at the birth center and had these crunchy friends. So the right stuff was like everything wooden and, you know, all that kind of thing. But I mean, this is a joke, right? This is the stuff is not the important thing. I wasn't really ready. <laughs> no one's ready, I guess. But by the time my daughter was two years old, Uh, I had figured out that the organic baby food wasn't going to make it or break it be that make it or break it factor in my parenting and really my interactions with my daughter depended very little on what kind of stroller I had or what kind of toys she had. And in fact, that stuff didn't matter at all. It was the quality of our relationship on the moment-to-moment basis that mattered. But it seems, I think, that that the stuff is so much easier to control, right? Like we can go and get the right stuff. We can go and get the, the non-toxic toys and the uh, organic cotton clothes, you know, but our own the quality of our relationships seems so much more nebulous and since it's maybe a quality of mind and heart that goes into that it feels like something that we can't um, change and shift or, or grow and cultivate anyway now that i've taken the jog and stroll around the block a few times can't believe she's gonna turn 10 oh my gosh <laughs> anyway i realized that the two things that i really did need the two things that mattered most, they weren't even on my radar. And parenting is like that, right? Like, we think we've prepared by reading baby books and getting a boppy, but this parenting thing really hits us over the head anyway. I mean, it's like in a crucible, a crucible of learning, I think. But anyway, what are those two things that parents really need? So first, let me say this. By the time our child is walking and talking we realizing we start to realize you know what parenting is and what it is is how we respond to our mo- child in each moment and parenting is really easy when things are going well when there are no problems when it's peaceful then we're all pretty awesome rocking parents we can enjoy our kids life is great I was a great parent when my daughter was happy. We went on walks together and read a ton of books. I had, I had ascribed to the idea that parenting was instinctual, you know, quote unquote. And these easy moments confirmed that. But then when she was not happy, I was overcome by stress. And my quote unquote instinctual responses devolved into the same angry and frustrated responses that my own parents gave to me. It was not helping to say the least. So let me be clear about this. When I say my own angry and frustrated responses, it means I lost my cool, totally. And I yelled at my child and I scared her. And it wasn't cool. It was really, we, I, was create, I was completely eroding our relationship and it was horrible. You know, this is, this is when we need help. Parents really need help when we have conflict. When there's a conflict, a few things happen. Our stress response kicks in and we become reactive. And then we often communicate from old patterns, like, you know, that's when, for me, you know, your, your own parent's voice comes out of your mouth and maybe it's something unskillful. So we can break it down into two problems. First one is the stress response, your stress response. And the second one is unskillful communication. So we come into the most trouble in our parenting when we're stressed. So it's important to really understand what is the stress response? And there are biological and evolutionary reasons why we lose it. And so losing it refers to those fast, automatic reactions perceived to some perceived threat, which can be triggered in stressful interactions with our child, like our, that protective part of ourselves sees our child as a threat because we're feeling upset, right? and that literally cuts off this lower reptilian brain stress response literally cuts off the rational thoughtful part of our brain the prefrontal cortex so the first and most fundamental thing we need as parents for a stress response is mindfulness and so mindfulness is a practice of continually training our attention back to what is actually happening in the present moment with a friendly and curious attitude. You've heard of it, it's a buzzword for good reason. Mindfulness practice is one of the single most effective tools we have to lower our stress response and become less reactive. With practice, with regular daily practice and doesn't mean I'm not, you know, sending you out on a cushion for an hour every day to hold your hands in a beautiful position cross-legged and go um you know it's not that it's it's more like let's sit still and we work on training the mind right and with this practice we can acknowledge our thoughts and feelings but this is the key we aren't then swept away by them we still have those feelings, right? We still have them, but we can be not swept by, away by them. We can be non-reactive to those intense feelings. We can learn to take care of those big feelings. Think about this. For parents, it's a complete game changer. With a mindfulness practice, we can cultivate the ability to slow down that stress response. With the stress response slowed down, then we can respond to our children thoughtfully. I mean, honestly, like you may hear parenting tips and things like that, but all that stuff goes out the window with the stress response. So if we are doing nothing, all that parenting knowledge is, you know, BS without doing something to take care of the stress response. We need to take care of our response so that we can be less reactive and then we can respond to our children thoughtfully. So for me in my own story, when my daughter was little and I was yelling and it was a mess, You know, as a longtime student of mindfulness, I saw that I needed to stay disciplined with my practice so that I could be more grounded with my daughter. And, you know, a client of mine has talked to me about it. She said, after settling myself through daily meditation and yoga, I was able to come out of the fog and see a lot of things I needed to work on. Now I'm able to really listen to my kids. I'm able to respond calmly most of the time. And that's huge, right? And the thing is, mindfulness is really doable. And it really, really does change everything. Um, And that's why I've created, you know, a number of ways to help parents create a mindfulness habit. Um, I, uh, you know, do a virtual retreat to help you create one every once in a while. You can catch that sometimes on my website, HunterYoga.com. But anyway, so that's that, right? We need that mindfulness. We need that mindfulness factor because we need to take care of our stress response. You know, we want to be present for our kids. Otherwise, we're we're always reactive or we're in the future or we're in the past or we're in our to-do list. And, you know, how can we love them if we're never here? We're never grounded in here and present with them. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. is called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Once we are able to calm down and become less reactive, what do we say? So many, many people are like me. The, the language that I used was the language I grew up with, commands and demands that didn't work actually and caused a lot of resentment in my young child, still do, Whew. So the second thing parents need help with, perhaps most of all, was, is this number two thing, skillful communication. We go into parenting with great intentions to be loving and kind, but the combination of our stress response and our unskillful habitual ways of communicating, we really get stuck, right? It's hard, it's really hard and not easy and it can put ourselves into incredible doubt and uncertainty. And since parenting comes down to at its core, our moment-to-moment interactions with our children parents need training and how to communicate in these moments the blaming shaming judgmental words that came out of our mouths you know these were these kind of words create resentment for our children and make them actually less likely to cooperate with us it's so counter to what we actually want and the crazy thing is that this language may be so much of a habit for you that you don't even recognize it as harmful I mean I didn't I completely didn't you know so some of, take some of the ways we respond to our kids don't talk to me like that stop complaining you know these this kind of commanding and demanding makes actually kids feel guilty and bad and resentful and over time it makes them less likely to cooperate you know what about what about this one if you do that I'll have to take away your whatever right your screen time your I don't know your candy or whatever so threatening right threatening also causes your child to really resent you and makes kids less likely to want to cooperate what about something like this babies don't do that you should act like a big boy right this is shaming name calling and categorizing our children really limit them and make them less likely to cooperate so when my daughter was young i could see that the things i was saying were not helping the problem When she got upset because of my mindfulness practice after a while, I was able to stay calmer, but then I would say some unskillful thing that would escalate the problem. So the good thing is there are ways of communicating that really help, but it takes training and practice. There's Thomas Gordon's book and course, Parent Effectiveness Training and Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication. These are just two of the great teachers of skillful communication. And you, you, of course, you learn it in mindful parenting, right? This is the other wing of mindful parenting is how to communicate. How do we talk to create connection rather than resentment in our children? How do we communicate so they want to cooperate us, right? The answers are out there and parents really need them. We need them. For example, every single teacher of skillful communication teaches to us to use I messages rather than you messages so that we're speaking from our own experience. As I started to learn and study how to talk to my child, I realized that mindfulness is the foundation for that as well. Skillful communication asks you to be aware Of how you are feeling and how this situation is affecting you, and it's nearly impossible to turn on that awareness without taking care of your stress response. So, I don't know. You know, what do I wish I had? Like, if I could turn back the clock. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I hate that question because I'm really grateful for my mistakes. I'm grateful I was a crappy parent because I learned so much. You know, and. And I feel really passionate about sharing it because I was so bad that I really wanted to learn and and share these tools so much with everybody else. But, you know, what do I wish I had as a young parent? I I would have given up all the cool stuff for mindfulness, for the stress response, and cultivating non-reactivity and skillful communication for more cooperation and better relationships. I really believe that mindfulness and skillful communication are incredibly powerful tools for parents for every part of our lives. And okay, so I say that, what do I have, wish I had as a young parent? Yes, as a young parent, optimally. But the thing was I started to learn the skillful communication skills as my daughter was older. And yeah, we had some pushback because it was different from what I was doing. But our relationship today is so much closer than it ever was. I never have to punish my kids they cooperate with me because they want to you know it's pretty amazing our relationship is better probably than it ever has before and they're using these same skills with each other like i hear my youngest daughter say when you did that i felt bad you know like she can use these skills and it's gonna shift things for life they're not gonna have to go back and relearn this all the way i did um you know, so these two things, mindfulness and skillful communication, like we need them both, right? These two things, though, they can change the world, literally, one family at a time. And that's why these are at the heart of mindful, my mindful parenting course. So mindfulness and skillful communication. It's, it's, I kind of feel like they're like two Harry Potter superpowers. That you need to know about. <laughs> They're magic and there's no no bad side effects. <laughs> Thank you so very much for listening to the Mindful Mama podcast. I hope that you enjoyed hearing about mindfulness and skillful communication and why we really need both. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me. You can email me directly at hunter at hunter And I always respond. Sometimes it takes me a few days lately. I'm like, I'm kind of like four days behind today right now, but, um, email me. I will respond. And mine, if you are listening to this, when things, uh, when it's live, Mindful Parenting Course is at mindfulparentingcourse.com and registration is closing on March 2nd, so get your butt over there. And also, let me check out events. But oh, yeah, we have coming up, I'll be in San Diego on March 22nd doing a intimate very intimate day-long workshop there with just a small group of people but I think I might have one or two spots left so if you're interested in that go to hunteryoga.com events events and then the next weekend after that on the 31st I will be with Carla Nomberg at Copper Beach Institute also at events And then in May, super exciting, I'm looking forward to this. I'll be doing a Mindful Mother's Day retreat here in Delaware at the Winterthur Museum and Country Estate, which is this very, very cool place. And it's going to be really beautiful. But right now, Mindful Parenting Courses is enrolling, mindfulparentingcourse.com. So go over there and check it out. Thank you, Bill Honey Bunny for the music. I love it. Uh, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you got something out of it, please share it. Um, I would be ever so grateful if you could go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave me a review. And I read every single one. I love them. I really appreciate them. And I thank you so very much for listening. Thank you so much. I'm wishing you a really, really beautiful week. Namaste.